Father, what a merciful Father. Father, we are grateful this morning that you have brought us into your presence. Have your way, Lord, and fill us with your spirit and with power. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. Well, this morning is a beautiful morning. The weather is kind of nice. Yeah, we like such nice weather. And today is also a special day for us because it is a day set aside for us to honor. And not just any person, but our father, our pastor, our founder, the one that God raised to be a blessing to us. You are quiet. By the time I finish preaching, you will change your mind. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 7. I think you should go and sit in the safe church or something. Mark chapter 7, and I want to read from the amplified version of the Bible. I know you don't have it. Hmm. You people. Right. Hmm. I'm reading from verse number 9. If you don't have amplified in your uh, on your phone or your tablet or something, then Just listen to me, because these people, they only have King James. Right, and I'm reading the word of God. He was also saying to them. Now, in in this Mark chapter 7, something interesting happened. It is the scripture where the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, accused him, that he doesn't keep the tradition of their fathers, and that their tradition was that when they are eating, they wash their hands. So Jesus was rebuking them, and he said also to them, You are experts at setting aside and nullifying the commandment of God in order to keep your man made tradition and regulations. So he was telling them that you, you are thinking of 
washing of your hands before eating. It's the traditions of your fathers. And you are experts at keeping those ones and nullifying or making of no effect the instructions and commandments of God. Hmm. For Moses said, so he's telling them one of the things that they have dishonored God in. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother <laughs> with respect and gratitude. I, I like the, the amplified version. Whatever version you are reading is so, may also be nice, but this one is very amplified. It says, For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother with respect and gratitude. And he who speaks evil of his father or mother must be put to death. But you, Pharisees and scribes, you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you is korban. That is to say, already a gift to God then you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother since helping them will violate his vow of Koban. So, you nullify the authority of the word of God acting as if it did not apply because of your tradition which you have handed down through the elders and you do many things such as that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm sure you are confused a bit about the scripture. Now, Jesus was telling the Pharisees and the scribes, these were the people who were deeply rooted in the traditions of the Jews. Anything Jew, Jewish, go to them. To the extent that they had elevated their so-called traditions above the instructions of God that were given to them through the prophets and through Moses as well. And there were many things that Jesus rebuked them for. But this particular one was in reference to the scripture that was given to God, uh, sorry, to Moses by God. Honor your father and your mother. And the emphasis that Jesus placed on this teaching is very, very interesting. That's what I'm going to talk about this morning. You see, he said to them that you say to people, you teach people, because the Pharisees and the scribes, they were teachers, they were custodians, they knew a lot of things. So they were the ones who were passing on things. They were teachers. They were in the synagogues teaching. And when God said, honor your father and your mother and do not say evil things against them, you have taught people to say that whatever they have is a sacrifice to God. That's a koban. It's an offering to God which is not supposed to be touched. And so, you have made it impossible for people to honor their fathers and their mothers. <laughs> Do you understand what it is? Let me repeat it again. You see, 
I understood very well that scripture that says, honor thy father and thy mother through this teaching of Jesus. Because I realized that the honor your father and your mother was not only about obeying your father's instructions, but also giving them substance. And so the teaching of the Pharisees and the scribes was that you don't need to give anything to your father or your mother. What you have is a command, is a gift that is dedicated to God. And anything that the Jews know is dedicated to God, they don't touch it. So it's like they've been taught that don't give anything to your father. Everything is for the synagogue. And the people were chopping their money. They were, because you see, God does not eat money. God doesn't spend money. And there is no sacrifice that God, God doesn't, he doesn't eat sacrifices. But he calls for them as a sign of your ability and your readiness to give and to commit to him. That's why God calls for sacrifice. Look at Psalm 50. Psalm 50. Let's read from verse 1. Psalm 50 verse 1. That one we can, we can read King James. Yes. The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Verse 2. Let's read fast. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. It's a prophecy about the the destruction of the earth. The first destruction was through the flood, but the second one is through fire. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So listen, read the scripture again. It says, gather my saints unto me. Those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So there are covenants that we have made with God. Job said, I've made a covenant with my eyes. It's like, I don't want to see evil and operate in it. There are people who have also vowed to serve God. It's a covenant. And there are also covenants of sacrifice. It means that your whole life, your covenant is that you offer sacrifices to the Lord. But the thing is that even those sacrifices that you offer, it's not God who eats it. It is for the good of the people who are around you, who God has called you to lead. That's why priests are called to sacrifice. And the sacrifice that the priest makes is from the people. Because the priest doesn't work. The priest doesn't have cattle. He doesn't have sheep. He doesn't have ram. He doesn't have anything. The sacrifice that he, he, he uses, to uh, 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 he offers in the church or in the synagogue or on the altar, it is from the people. And there are people who have made covenants with God through sacrifice. And God is selecting them. You see, there is something about giving which should never, never, never be washed away. God is the one who called us to give. He's the one who calls for sacrifices. That's why he called Abraham. After all the promises, he called Abraham to offer a sacrifice. And that sacrifice was his son. Yeah. Which was a wild, I mean, wild sacrifice. Just when Abraham was about to offer the sacrifice, he realized that this guy, 
he's, he's ready to kill his son. What? His only son that I have promised him. He has made a covenant of sacrifice with me. And that anything that I call on this guy to give, he will give. Wow. And it surprised God. And God replaced that sacrifice with one ram. He told Abraham, don't kill him. Look at the thicket. There is a ram that is caught there. Bring it out. And offer that as a sacrifice. So, when Solomon came to give a thousand burnt offerings, I mean, not one goat or one sheep. I mean, there's thousand men that there were cows in it. There was a ram. There was, uh, I mean, all kinds of, I'm telling you. So, God realized that this is too much. And that very, that was the only time God descended and asked him, what do you want from me? What should I do for you? Was a covenant that is, 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 is too touching. And when you are a Christian and you have never covenanted with God in sacrifices, there is something that you lack. And you see, the Jews understood the sacrifices, the covenant of sacrifices. So they taught and raised their children to offer things to God. But the reality is that anything that you offer to God, he, he, God doesn't... You see, let's read the scripture. You see that he talks about a thousand bent, verse six, verse six, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy bent offerings, to have been continually before me. It's like, I won't punish you because of your continual sacrifices or bent, bent offerings are bent offerings. Yeah. yeah. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy fold. It's like, what you are offering me, eh, it is coming back to you as your covering. So you offer a bullock for me, you will not lose bullocks. You will not lose cattle. You will not lose, you will not lose sheep. That's why we, we don't have cattle to give. When you give money, God protects you. You see, there are things that Christians must learn. It's not everything that pray, 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 pray. Lift your voice. Pray, 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 pray. You want money? Pray, 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 pray. Some of you can pray fast and, 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 and believe God for prosperity, but you don't give, you don't lay down any sacrifice. Verse 10. For every beast of the forest is mine. And the cattle upon a thousand hills. Have you counted the hills in the world? Any cattle that is on the earth, even if it is for a a, a number, or it is for any name that you know, please, if it is for Al-Haji Musa, it is for whoever, it it belongs to God. Because he created it. Yeah. The cattle on the thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains. And the wild beasts of the field are mine. Will you argue with him? If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? He doesn't, he doesn't eat those things. When you offer a sacrifice, you are not, he doesn't eat it. <laughs> but it is for your good. Verse 14. 
offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. You see, there are levels of honoring God. Sometimes when, you, when God tells you to do something, it has nothing to do with sacrifice. If you are living in sin and he tells you don't do it, it, it it's not about sacrificing a goat or anything. It's obeying that instruction and refraining. Keep your feet away from evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. There are things that you can do without doing, giving any sacrifices. It's a certain level of honor. Uh, last week I was talking about levels of uh, uh, honor. You obeying, recognizing that the person is your God, your Lord. When he says something, you take it seriously. Whatever he says, you obey and you do it. Because many of you, there are things that we say to you, you don't mind. Don't mind, you won't do it. Then, there is a place where he also calls for you to give. (laughs) If God has never provoked you to give before, you haven't encountered God. One day I was praying, I was doing my quiet time. And what I was praying about and thinking about had nothing to do with offering, giving offering to God. But I had give this offering. Give this as an offering. And I remember going to church and writing a check. In fact, immediately I took my checkbook and I wrote the check and sent it to church. I was a pastor of the church and I gave it. And there are several times that I'm listening to a message and the only thing that comes to my mind or my spirit is give. Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's how God, God, God appears to people. He gives instructions and the instructions vary. There are, th- there are times he doesn't need anything from you for him to, to move in your life. But anything that he requests of you, it is for your own good. That is why we should relate with God in in total. Not only it's like you obey God, all right. Some of you obey God in some things. You pray, you fast, you do what? You forgive people, you try to, you don't steal, uh, you don't lie, you don't what? List them. Uh But some some of you don't know how to give and don't give. And you see, the Jews, apart from the commandments, in the commandments, you don't see sacrifice. The Ten Commandments that Moses gave them. But you see, God also taught Moses one of the things that will help these people to covenant with him, not through only obeying and walking away from sin, but also in giving sacrifices. And they have elevated those things to the extent like God. But you see, what God was saying in Mark chapter 7, Let's go back to Mark chapter 7. To them was that you have taught the Pharisees, you have taught the children of Israel not to honor their fathers and their mothers the way they should honor them. That is to give them material things. But you have said that the material things that they have, it is for God. It is for God. You see, it's just like you, your, your parents have looked after you. You've gone to school. You have not been getting a job. 
then you believe God, then you get a job. You see, and then um, you start making money. And a pastor tells you that you have to give, as for your tithe, you have to give. Now, apart from the tithe, any other pledges and things, you have to give it first to God. As for your parents, leave them. God is angry because he doesn't eat the money. He doesn't eat that thing that you are bringing. Rather, what he wants for you to do is to honor your father and your mother. To give them. Yeah. That's why when you marry somebody and the person is able to stop you from from honoring your father and your mother, you have married a demon. Yeah. Yeah. You have married a demon. Because sometimes, I mean, me, my parents, they don't need anything from me by the grace of God. But I still give them honor. Not because they need it. It is important. All the pastors that I, I, I served under, they didn't need money. They were all prosperous. My first pastor, he was a businessman. He used to supply and fix air conditions in the whole church. Home appliances. He was a prosperous pastor. He didn't need any money from anybody. He was giving to the church. He was giving to people, solving people's problems, supporting and financing things. He was known. But I learned to honor him. Not because I had money. I learned it. It's important. Not only on his birthday. Once in a while. Oh, something. You see, and, and, and that thing, when you do it, it is for your good. It is for your own honor. Yeah. When you listen to Bishop, one of the things that you hear is it's like when he talks about honoring our parents, respect. Look, let me read the, uh, the, 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 I like the amplified version too much. Mark chapter 7 from verse 9 in the amplified version. I'm reading it again. And it says, He was also saying to them, You are experts at setting aside and nullifying the commandment of God in order to keep your man-made tradition and regulations. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. Then into brackets with respect and gratitude. Respect and gratitude. You see, that's when they say honor somebody, when they say gratitude, how, how are you grateful? How do you show gratitude to somebody who has been good to you? You give honor the Lord with thy substance, with thy substance. That's the reason why when God called Moses and, and raised him over the years, and he delivered Israel out of Egypt. And they crossed into the wilderness. Before God started to do anything in their lives, the first thing he asked Moses to do is go to them and ask them as many as are of a willing heart, they should give their gold, the diamond, the stones and things. And what were they going to use it for? They were going to use it to sew a, a, a garment. <laughs> Before the, the request for wood and other things for the building of the tabernacle came. Or the ark. So the first thing that God 
taught Israel was that this man who has led you from the wilderness, give him honor. And that honor you give him is me that you are honoring. And many of us feel that when you are taught to give to a man, as for the church, they like collecting money from uh, poor people and giving it to the pastors to, to eat. Yeah. You see, that's the devil speaking to you. That's why I say that if you have, if you are in a relationship with a man or, you, or a woman, as a man, you have a wife, and because of the way the person is, if you have to give something to your mother or your father, you have to hide it. It's a very dangerous, he, the, you don't need such a person in your life. Uh, because it's like, that person that you have married will never feel obliged when you are not there to go to your father or your mother and say, oh, Papa, Mama, this is something small for my soul. Not because it's your birthday. Because sometimes, when, when, I remember when, when I was in Ghana, my, my, there are people who my father was still looking after. Sometimes when I give him something, then he has passed it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it not nice? Yeah. That is, it is important. My wife will give my mother some, a gift, birthday, I should be happy about it. I, I don't feel, I mean, I don't hide what I do for my parents from her. Neither does she also hide what she does for her mother from me. We understand it. But sometimes some people make you feel that when you are giving, hey, think about yourself. Think about yourself. Be careful there. And you, you, they can even make you feel that what you are doing is wrong. So you have to hide. How can honoring somebody be a wrong thing? How can honoring somebody be a wrong thing? I've seen, I remember a guy who married a, a lady who works in the back. Nice, beautiful girl. And the guy, his background, he hustled, struggled. Her mother, his mother struggled to put him through school. Single mother with three boys. And they were not easy when they were growing up. Yeah. Been through things. His younger brother, he has every police station in Accra, they know him. <laughs> yeah. But you see, by the grace of God, they found themselves in church. And they, they became stable. Finished school. Got jobs. Oh. See, when he, when he married this girl, he, he, one of the first comments he said was that, I've made a mistake. I said, why? He said, my wife finds it a problem when I'm giving money or doing something for my mother. And I remember the first day I met her on the issue, Hey, I saw a spirit that I, I didn't take. I, I said, I, I didn't know you were like that. That uh, it's like they, 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 they have to, they have to, they, they have to invest for the future of their children. They have to, if they have to plan. I mean, if he starts doing all these things, he, she too, she too, she has uh, uh, extended family. But she doesn't spend on them. 
and, and it helps her to save and to plan. And if he starts doing that, the day he is poor, he will not get anybody. Hey, I mean, I said, no. Where from this? Where from this? And the guy was quiet. He said, this thing, eh, if this is the reason why my marriage will end, I don't care. Because this woman, and he was, he's not an emotional person, but he was very angry. That it's like you, you, you pass comments and make him feel as if, you know, you have, he's like, you don't have sense. To the extent that she has even said that you don't have sense, you don't think, you're not planning well. Because, you see, it's from the background. Even though she comes from a home that they have, they were rich and they were better off. There, there was nothing like honor. And somebody who came from a poorer background understood it. And as he has been elevated, he hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten his mother. Yeah. My pastor used to sit me down. When the church started and I joined... I mean, he was hearing stories from people in the area. Hey, it's like this guy shouldn't be in the church. And if this guy is in the church, he's a dangerous. Yeah, they didn't believe that I had changed. But you see, he will sit me down and he'll be teaching me things about God, about the church, my understanding, how to serve God, how to be devoted, how to be committed, how to be permanent, how to grow your finances, even the discipline to keep a job. Yeah. Yeah. He was the reason why I started my own business. Because I used to do marketing. I, I, I did purchasing and supply. I was doing marketing. And I, I, I know people. So I move around, make money, and blow their money. <laughs> yeah. So we don't save. Yeah. <laughs> but he will sit me down and talk to me. Teach me. You see, I, I, he... He was, he's the reason why when I had money, I didn't think of buying a certain kind of car. I'm telling you, very simple. He, he, was, he was blessed, but he drives a simple car. Not to impress anybody. Gives to God, gives to people, gives, looks after his children well. I learned something from him. I'm telling you. And it's not that my father didn't teach me. I was not obedient to him. So, I overlooked many things. But God gave me somebody who I connected with. And it's like immediately, I began to become stable. And my father realized it. Yeah. Father realized it. Sometimes, he will come to the house and come and sit there and be chatting with my father. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. That's, that's the honor. And up to today, I have not forgotten him. It's been 21 years since I met him. Yeah, not forgotten him. When he left for Canada, another pastor, Bishop Mintefo, became my pastor. Then it's like, hey, another level. And all these people, then Bishop Eddie, I don't, I, you see, I will never listen to anybody in my life who would tell me that when I give money to these people, it means that they are, they are, they are robbing me. That's a devil speaking. Some of you are ungrateful, ingratitude, 
respect and gratitude. You don't have it. You see, you, 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 it's not only what you say that shows respect. It's what you do as well. When you have a wife and, and you tell people, I love her, I love her, and you don't give her anything and she's struggling and you, 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 you are bold to say, I love her. She, does she know your heart? Nobody knows what is in the heart. The evidence of what is in your heart is what you give. Don't let her feel as if she's a man. She's an extortionist. She's an ungrateful person. You don't show gratitude. How do you expect gratitude from your wife? You don't honor her. Don't honor her. Look at the scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 24. I think from verse 5 or somewhere. Hey, go there. Go there right now. Yes, look at it. It says, verse 5. Which one did you come no, go to verse 4. Yes. He says, When a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go out to war, neither shall he be charged with any business, but he shall be free at home one year. Listen to it. And shall cheer up his wife which he had taken. Do you know what it means to marry and stay at home one year? It means you are prepared. To come, it's like a ma- your mind about a woman eh, is somebody who deserves honor and attention. One year, you alone, you stop business, you stop moving around, and you are with the woman to learn how to love and to honor. Cheer her up. Yeah. Then, as you have married her 10 years, you see that even panties you don't buy for her, but every day you want to remove the panties. And I bought uh, 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 clothes for their children. Uh, there's food in the house. You have a, a, a house to sleep in. You have a condition in your room. You have water to bath. You have soap to bath. You have a car to drive. Brother, it, it's not those things. You don't understand it. You don't have honor. Yeah. There are people There are people that deserve honor. They, des- they deserve it. Our pastor deserves it. Not because he needs it. Look, everybody here, don't give anything. It will never make him poor. It will make us poor. Any home where there is no honor, you see that the people themselves, they don't have honor. (laughs) I I have friends who have moved into politics. And sometimes, Pastor Sean, when I hear the amount of money that some of them give to political parties, you see that the church, eh, we are devils in the church. We are wicked people. Hey! I know one guy who gave $100,000. Ghanaian. Oh, now the $100,000 is not macho. You, know, you don't know what people give. Which Christian, which Christian have you had giving hundred thousand to the church? <laughs> it's the one when you are giving to the church. It's like even that one. Uh, hey, and and you see that they have their favor and they have the advantage by the things they give. 
You see him walking around coolly. He is wise. He has a lot of money, but you, unless you are close to him, you know. He gives. He, before our former president, President Gufo became a president, when we finished school, he, he was doing some business. His brother was working with UN in Japan, and they got this sardines or whatever. I don't know how. A lot of them, they were supposed to be grants. They stamped on them free, but they brought it and they were selling it. Then he moved into spare parts and other things. He became prosperous. After form five, he didn't go to school again. And the time the the former president of Ghana, President Kufo, became a president. When he was campaigning, he had a Toyota, uh, uh, Nizan Land, uh, what's it called? Nizan Patrol rooftop. Very nice, fresh car. He gave it to him to campaign. The man was not a president too. His car, I'm telling you, the first one, he didn't win against Rollins. And then the second one, he won it. And he became president. My friend's life changed. Up to today. He understands giving and honoring people. He doesn't talk plenty. He'll tell you. He's the one who tells me that. Yeah, he, 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 Pastor, we don't go to church plenty, but I read Psalms and Proverbs. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, you know what I mean? When he's asking me a question, it's from Psalms and Proverbs. <laughs> yeah. It's like his life, what he understands is giving. That's his calling. That's what he believes in. And he has prospered and he's there quiet, you won't see. Yeah. But when you tell a Christian to give, hey, hey. You see sisters who cannot who cannot see when they are even married, eh? Larry. Hey, yesterday I was at a wedding. Were you there? I didn't see you. Okay. I saw our guy who used to take pictures. The way he has dressed. I said and the guy he will collect the money he will collect you have no idea. Look at the shabby dressing the guy has put on, and he's taking pictures at a very nice wedding. Everybody has dressed seriously, and the guy who has collected money, he has worn some t-shirt, big stomach, he's wearing some sandals, his hair, he has all combed it, and he's walking around, and you have paid him more than twenty thousand. But they won't even give two thousand to their pastor. Who officiate the wedding and bless and pray from the spirit. When the family hear that you have even given the pastor 2,000, they will show the pastor. He's a thief. Yeah. Somebody was going to do a wedding. She said, uh, the person who is going to decorate said they will charge 50,000. $50,000 for decoration. And, and we are trying to negotiate. The, the person is going to uh, 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 decorate the, the church and then the reception. 50,000. I say, what? And they are negotiating. Yeah. $50,000. And, and you see, if I tell such a person, oh, give 10,000 to your pastor. Is it, is it something wrong? But they, you will insult me. If you hear it, you will insult me. 
the most important person in your wedding is the pastor who will stand there. That's why I don't like receptions. Me, I don't like receptions. When we finish, we, that's the most important. We are finished. Go and eat, spend your money, and do your things there. You, the, the, the place that you are doing uh, the wedding, what you have paid to even sit down, what you have paid to eat. A lot of money, and there is no honor for the church. When they finish, they make the place dirty and move. Yeah. For us to come and clean. But, yeah. And, but the place that you have rented, the, the, the cleaning charge is inside. There are no fools. Yeah. 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 You see, Satan, eh, he knows that people are not grateful because he himself is one. So he takes away from you because he knows that no. That's it. That's when you go to a marabou, a, a, a devil person, he will call you, he's, give this. Give it. You see that they are giving. You see people who are in church who never give a certain amount of money. Let them go and meet a marabou. The marabou says, give this. Hey, they will look for their money. Because you don't know what honor does to God. Satan, he's a thief. He will take it from you. He will extract it from you. But God, he's teaching you. Do it. Understand it and do it. If you don't do it, you, don't, you won't get a certain honor. And if we are a church and we sit here and you, 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 we allow anybody in this world, in our lives, to make us feel that if they say we should honor Bishop Dark, the, the, the people, they want to take our money. That's what people have been saying. No, these churches, they have come to come and take our money and make the pastors rich. You are hearing demons talking to you, my sister. Me, if it had not been in the church, if I had not joined this church, I would never have been a pastor. I'm telling you. The church that my father brought me up in, they won't believe in me to be a pastor. <laughs> they, won't, they won't send me to be a pastor. This boy, no, 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 God has not called him. <laughs> and me, myself, I will never have the desire. Even to sit in church was a problem. But I found a man, when I hear him speaking, I said, I want to know God more. I started reading my Bible. I started praying on my own. I started studying on my own. Things that I would naturally not do. He led me into it. That's somebody who deserves honor in my life. I don't know about you. One, 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 one woman had been in a church for a long time, served, then something happened. She said, me and church, we are finished. Because as she was in the church, supporting, financing the church, the pastor was planning to settle his wife and children in America. So when he was able to do all those things, he came to them and told them that God has called him back to his uh, country from where he came. Not knowing his children and his wife, he had moved them to America. So when he left them, he went back home, went to say bye-bye and joined them in America and left them the church. And, and later when the people heard, the, they, they became depressed. Yeah. So it's like, all these years, that, that's what he was looking for. They had invested, and the people who were hurt were people who gave money, who supported. He never bought land. He never built. 
He never, but you see, they were in rented places and all those things. Hey, but look at the pastor who has never stood here in Gambia to pastor for one month. He just buys a building and gives it to you. Yeah, not for him. When he sees our picture, he says, Oh, your church is looking nice. So, yeah, it's your church. He is not doing anything for personal advantage. That's not the motivation. He doesn't need anything from us for material gain. No, that's somebody who is worth honoring. Even God, you know, people criticize him. So, when you hear people criticizing human beings, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. You have to. That's why I, I started by telling you that before you are able to honor somebody, you have to recognize the person in your life. They hold the person, please. Yeah. You see somebody who believes in a man, and you may hear scandals about, about the man, but the man also has power. And those who believe in him, who are around him, they benefit from, uh, from the power and the influence that he wields. And as they keep honoring him and being around him, you see that you, your criticism doesn't bring you anything. Their honor brings them something you don't have. Because of how they see the person. We should never follow criticism about people. Yeah. Yeah. Learn it from today. Learn it. If we say we are children, then this thing that Jesus said in Mark chapter 7 must apply to us. Honor your father and your mother with respect and gratitude obedience and substance gratitude you see, when you, when they say show gratitude it means give something tangible or go and say thank you eh? oh, thank you <laughs> one day a friend of mine told me a story that his father had told him the father said to him one day, there was a guy he met and he helped this guy because the father was very powerful. And when the guy started prospering, I mean, he started prospering and one day he came to bless the man with the car. I mean, he was surprised. He said, I don't need a car from you. But the man's response was that, I know you don't need a car from me. But if I give it to you, you can bless somebody with it. He was touched. He was touched. And his father told him that because of that thing, eh, I honor that man above all of you, my children, because of the respect and the gratitude that he has paid back to me. Yeah, he told them plainly. Yeah, in their face for you to understand. 
You are working. I'm your father. I am your son. This is for me because I'm your father. I am joint heir. I am this. You, you see the, how we are proud. And do you know something? When I was reading Bishop's book, Those Who Honor You, he also said it in the book. Somebody came to him and blessed him with two cars. And he said, oh, I don't need a car. Then the man said to Bishop, I know you don't need a car, but you can bless it. You can use it as a blessing for somebody. Yeah. And one of the cars came to Bishop Eddie. He always tells us the story. He said he was in his office one day. And Bishop called him. He said, where are you? He said, I'm in the office. He said, wait for me, I'm coming. Then Bishop came. He said, I'm downstairs, come, at Kodesh. When he came, no, he saw some nice Land Rover. Beautiful. Dear robber. Then he said, Charlie, you are blessed. Hey! He said, he was shocked for some time. Then when he sat in the car, he didn't know how to start the car. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know. It was a key, that was his first keyless start. And the car, that car, we don't lock it. When you move away, it locks. When you have the when you move away, it locks by itself. So when you are standing by it and you want to lock, you will stand there at one lock. <laughs> yeah. And Bishop says this story to us all the time. It's a blessing. See, some people understand how it is to honor. How come we don't have that mind? And everybody and what they can do. Jesus was in the synagogue taking offerings and people, I'm sure, were giving good money. Then he saw a widow who put a mite in the offering and he said, this widow has given more than everybody. That's why we we have the word widow's mite. Some of you are not widows. When you are giving something to a pastor, I say, this is my widow's mite. Are you a widow? Yeah. This is my mind. What she gave was little, but from her heart, it was all she had. Because Jesus said she has given all that she has. That's honor. Abraham gave one son. All that he had was one son. Who was the promised child? Not Eliezer, uh, uh, not Ishmael. It was Isaac. Even you, your tithe is a, is, a, is a prayer topic. We have to tell, we have to pray, teach you, lay hands, cast out demons before you pay your tithe. That, that's why you don't know how to honor. Sometimes, even some wives don't know how to honor their husbands. You have bought nice plates, nice cutlery. They are hiding. When visitors come, you use to serve them. When you are serving your husband, you are using the crack plate. Nice, expensive glasses. When visitors come, then you bring them out. Yeah. Me, anything that's nice, I enjoy it. Yeah. 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 
It's honor. When you, when you do it, your children will learn. Yeah. Will learn. Some men also don't know how to honor their wives. They think that. They take the woman for granted. You see, go and meditate on the scripture I gave you. Deuteronomy chapter 24 verse 5. It says... But he shall be free at home one year and shall cheer up his wife, which he had taken. It's like, Charlie, if you, if, you, if you are able to stay with a woman and just make her happy for one year that you have married her, you won't maltreat her. You will see, you will see many women, when they have honor from their husbands, they give up their business. Unless the person is a demon. Who is ungrateful? Because some women are like that. You can be a good man, but she doesn't even understand what you are doing. But many women, I'm telling you, when you bless them from your heart with honor, respect, you have peace. Me, I'm a peaceful man, I'm telling you, by the grace of God. Because when I have something else, I give it to my wife for the sake of peace. Yeah. Any nice car that I've had, is, I give it to my wife. When I was in Ghana, People were telling, change your car. I said, me? I don't care. My wife was driving a nice car. It was, and she understands it. I tell her, look, me, I don't need much. I don't need much to be happy. Yeah. And she gives me that respect and that honor. I have peace. Yeah. Yeah. It brings happiness to the wife. Yeah. Yeah. Many women are not happy because the men don't know how to honor. You have your wife. You will never do anything for her. You are coming to do it for the pastor. Or you have some women don't respect their husbands. They respect the pastor. You see the pastor. Oh, God bless you, sir. Bless you, sir. Oh, Papa, you are welcome, sir. When you see the husband, the way they look at the man. One day I visited somebody in the house. And he and his wife came. And the wife called their house help. I forgot exactly what she asked her to do something. And my eyes and the uh, house helps eyes met. And the way she looked at the, the, the woman as she spoke and turned. I said, did I see right? When she came back and the husband was speaking to her, I looked. I said, no. Before I left the house. I told them. That was the only time I've ever done something like that. I said, this girl shouldn't be in this house. Yeah. They didn't understand it. But within a few weeks, she started to compete with the woman. Anything the woman says, she will not do. If the man says, that's it. He will do, she will do it. Yeah. I said, that's why I told you. Let her go. Let her go. You can't come to a house and dishonor the, the head and like 
uh, 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 and dishonor their wife. And, and it's like, I only like the man. Hey, you, uh, you, oh, uh, uh, look, we, this church is only God that we like. Oh. It's only God we, we like. Oh. This, can, this pastor no, no, no. God, the way God will be angry at you. Hmm? I tell church members, if you don't respect your pastor, uh, your, your pastor's wife, then you don't respect your pastor. Hey, pastor, he is good, though, but his wife, hmm, the man is off, you know. We should pray for him. One, one church, there are women's, uh, how do you call it, women's fellowship. That's our church, we don't have women's fellowship. The women's fellowship met and they had a prayer meeting and the prayer topic was, we are praying for the pastor's wife. <laughs> pastor is suffering. She's driving away people from the ministry. Yeah. I mean, serious. And they were praying for pastor's wife. <laughs> No, it's dishonor. It's dishonor. You can't say, you see, if, if we teach, Bishop never teaches us to dishonor our fathers. I've never had any teaching from him. I, I, I began through him. I respected my father so much that my relationship with him changed. Up to today, it has changed. Anything he wants to do, he will call me. If there's a problem somewhere in the family, he will tell me, try and sort this one out. Yeah. Because of honor and respect. That's why when you are given, you don't lose. You don't. We honor Not only through obedience, recognition, but also with our substance. When you give something, it's a very loud message. Yeah. 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 I've seen it. Even me, as a pastor, I've realized many people over the years who can remember even the little thing that you have done for them. And it's not because we do things with expectation that you give us money. No. But when somebody gives you something, money or something, it touches you. Yeah. Touches you. So it's a good thing to learn. As you learn, the things that we learn in church, it means we have to repeat it outside. Eh? Yeah. If you know honor, that's how God teaches that the, the church is, is the foundation and the ground of truth. It's like anything that means truth in your life, you learn it from here. And when you finish, you don't go to bed. When you are taught how to pray, you go home and pray. When you are taught how to fast, you go home and fast. When you are taught how to worship, you go home and worship. When you are taught how to give, you go home and give. When you are taught how to honor through obedience, go back and obey. That's why you should do it here. As you, it's like that's the first sign of somebody who is willing and ready to covenant with God. And God takes note of it. He said, gather my sons who have covenanted with me through sacrifices. Hey! That's the day of judgment too. When fire had consumed the earth and he has separated his sons 
and set, and set them apart. He says, gather them unto me. You know how to talk. You don't know how to give. You don't know how to honor. Some of you, your talking is dishonorable. I mean, is it dishonorable? I don't know whether it's a good word. It's dishonoring. Yeah. When you, you can say, there are people when you hear things about them, hey. you don't know them, but what you have heard doesn't make you like them. Because of the person who is speaking. And the day you get to know them, you see that, oh, they have been grossly misrepresented. One day, a sister came to make a confession. She was going to get married, and I met the guy, and I told her. Her friends said, "Hey, don't follow pastor. No, follow you, marry." I mean, eh? We that we talk about. We connect people. We talk about marriage. How can I be the same person who, when you follow me, you won't marry? Because many of them were those people who, the two friends who said that to her, they were following people's husbands. And I spoke against it. The fact that you are of age and nobody is coming doesn't mean you should follow somebody's husband. And then they turn and they are advising, they are advising this girl that if you follow pastor, yeah. And she too foolishly, she listened to the advice. So against my counsel that don't marry this man, she went ahead and married the man. And when she entered the marriage, then she realized that no. Hey! So when the problems came, she couldn't even come to me. She was Going here, going there, doing this, doing that. Then later, she was forced to come. Then she finished talking. I said, you are in it. So you have to pray for wisdom to be inside. That's when she opened her mouth and told me that this is, she wants to apologize. Yeah, for disobeying me. This is what happened. I said, I have nothing against them. Because people say things. Yeah. Yeah, people say things. Somebody's words, when they mean something to you, eh? You you look at the person differently. I mean, there are things that have been said that are hard, but because of the person who is saying it, I just obey it. There are things that have been told me to do, and it's not easy, but because of the person who is saying it, it's enough. And when I do it, I am the one who is blessed, not them. My life has changed just because of obedience. And that's the place God wants us to be. Magdalene, do you understand? Yeah. Nobody has been saved by God to torment, to be tormented. There's nothing like that. You have become a Christian. It's like now, hey, you can't be free. And now they are even telling us how to use our money. They are telling us how to use our time. They are telling us, I mean, hey, eh? these are our dresses. We cannot wear them. Hey, hmm. Yeah, we are being controlled. It's like we don't have a mind of our own. Hey, that mind of your own that you had, it didn't bring you salvation. And after you have been saved, do you think that the commandments are grievous? They are for your comfort. The scriptures are not for punishment. They are for our peace and our comfort. 
You see children, when you are teaching them, I don't want to. But many of us who cried, when we grow, we are happy that we have learned some things. Yeah, I remember those times we used to, my father would put our things, wash! You don't even wash it well, your own things. (laughs) As if it's for somebody. Yeah. Iron! Clean your shoes, clean your room. Go under the bed. What is under the bed? Remove your bed sheet. Wash it. Go and soak it in the evening. In the morning, it will be easy for you to wash it. Hey! Wash your toilet. Why is your toilet like this? Why is the place smelling? Look at your uh, toilet bowl. It's changing color. <laughs> wash it. Wash it. Then he's showing us how to wash. Hey, he said, you, your own toilet, you find it some way to wash it. If something falls in my toilet, I'll put my hand inside and take it. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't do that. <laughs> this thing. If you go ahead, so if you if you poop when one of the water splash on your buttocks, you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it's like some nasty thing. There are some things that when we we're young it used to be nasty, but as we have been taught and raised a certain way, yeah, clean it. Like nice things. It's a blessing. That's how God is raising us all. There are things that when you are taught today, hey, give your money, give honor to somebody. One day you are the person who will be honored. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, one day you are the person who will be honored. That's why God teaches things. Anything you do, you do not for somebody, but for yourself. Because if you are faithful in another man's business, then you get yours. (laughs) It's like, hey, they say do this. You see people who are lazy at work. They feel that uh, we are working and then the boss is the only one who is prospering. You are a fool. You don't know that th- that that mind that you have is what will make you poor for the rest of your life. Because the more you work and the, 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 the exposure you have, it is for your own advantage. It makes you a better person. One day, if God opens the door, you realize that everything that you learned, eh, it has come to your benefit. That's why I used to do marketing for people. And I was not a lazy person. I was making money and getting my commissions and everything. And then when the door opened for me to start my business, I worked hard and prospered. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I never had a mind that I'm working for somebody. So, I mean, when you go and make the money, they won't give you some. They won't give me some. No. I got to know people. Working for somebody, I went to people, I went to offices, I got to know people. So when I started my own, these same people were the people I had to go to. Yeah. And it was a blessing. That's how important it is for us to give honor to God and his servant. May the Lord touch our hearts to be children who bring honor, not dishonor, wherever we are. Stand to your feet. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands and just thank him this morning.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we bless you. Lift your voice. Speak against thoughts, influences that are strong, that, that teach you and, and hold you back in honoring people, in giving people their due. If you sometimes you are in a church, you don't see why you should even give money to the church or to the pastor. Hey, why? Why, why are they forcing us? No, 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 no. It is God's plan for his children. Thank you, Jesus. Not to make us poor, but to establish a blessing that will come from people who will be after us. They will also honor you. Yes. If we don't learn it, we never get to the place where somebody will honor us. Sometimes you see your children, they are selfish. And you can't explain it. It is because you are, that's how you are with God. They think about themselves. When you are thinking about them, they are thinking about themselves. Yes. When God is thinking about us, we are thinking about ourselves. When he's teaching us for our good, we are despising it because we feel that we are rather doing something that we will not benefit from. That's how the mind of a child is. Many girls who, who run away from responsibilities. And my mother makes me cook. My mother makes me do a lot of things. There's always work in the house. You don't know that that thing that you are doing one day, you, it will be a blessing to you when you stand on your own in a home with a man. You will see that all those things, they've made you a backed up and a, and, a, and a beautiful person. Not only somebody who knows how to dress. Yes. That's our God. That's our God. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Glory, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Help us to be faithful, to be children who honor, who are consistent and continually honor and not forgetful, who are grateful and walk in gratitude and in respect. We thank you. We bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every eye closed. If you are here this morning, maybe you came on your own or somebody invited you, but you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. And you want to say, Pastor, this morning, I feel that what you are saying, I have to love God and walk with the Lord to grow and to be a child who brings honor to God and to the people that God has called so that one day, I will have my honor and my place. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. We want to pray with you wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift it up. You want to say, Pastor, help me. I want to give my life to Christ. Today, I'm giving my life to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Yes, Father, we bless your holy name. We give you glory. Thank you for loving us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be seated.